coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. Mark, how's it going? It's going great. I'm really excited for this one because we're combining two of my great loves, Uh Disney and Nintendo. (laughs) I like that there was a a little bit of like a a hesitation before Nintendo as if uh, trying to remember what this show (laughs) is about. Here's the thing. I totally forgot. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the word yep. Nintendo for one of those brief frightening moments yes. where you're like, you're barreling towards the end of a sentence and you're praying that you'll remember the word by it's, the time you get there. God, thinking and speaking are terrifying. <laughs> it is amazing that we get through any of it ever. It's so hard. Um, we're, we're doing some nonsense today, but uh, before we get into the, the nonsense, um, let's do the business up top. We got some business up mm-hmm. top. Um, of course, the business of Sonic Forces, my copy of it for the Nintendo Switch. Would you like to borrow it? You can. My copy of this game. All you got to do is email us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. Give us a mailing address where we can send this thing. I send it to you with an envelope. The envelope has the return address and postage on it. It costs you nothing. Nothing. It's the perfect program, so get involved in that. Here's another thing you can do. Yes. Leave us a review on the podcast store of your choice. Uh Uh-huh. And then send us an email. Let us know that you left that review and include a mailing address. Yeah, and give us a little screenshot. Yes. Yeah. Right. And then guess what? Yeah. I will send you a copy of Patrick's Transformers comic, signed by Patrick. Now, look, it, again, should just be reiterated that this is the Transformers Valentine's Day issue uh, written by me and drawn by uh, legendary Transformers artist Jack Lawrence. This is a real comic book that was really published in the real world. And I know it may be weird that I am uh, leaning into how real this is, but it's surprising to me every day that this is real. <laughs> It's awesome, and it's a really fun issue. Thank you. Um, and we want to get it to as much, many listeners as possible. Yeah, so, and, you know, we'll, I'll, I'll sign them, and Mark will send them, and it'll be great. Yeah, so we had to order more. They mm-hmm. are on order. It'll take about two weeks for them to get here, so you have some time, but not that much time. Right, because when we're out, we'll run out, out of copies eventually. That's right. Um, all right, Mark, let's get into what we're doing. This is going to be a great time. Let's flash back to Tuesday for a second, to the news episode, right? We were talking about at the uh, Dice Summit in Las Vegas, Disney's senior VP of games and experiences, Sean Choptow, said, we want y'all to make games for Disney. Disney is in the you make our games business. Uh, And so we thought, you and me, Mark, we thought, this is 
we have some ideas mm-hmm. for games that Nintendo and Nintendo's internal studios could make with Disney properties and Disney characters. Now, did this feel I like uh, I came up with some games that I'm really excited to talk about. Yes. But also, did this feel a little bit unholy? A little bit unnatural mm. because to me, like these are both like iconic companies yes. with iconic characters that um, you know. And I have affection, obviously, for both companies. We've talked about theme parks on the show a bunch, and probably we'll, more than yep. is warranted, <laughs> given the title of the show. Um, but like they are kind of competitors, and you know, whenever like yes. Miyamoto talks about Mario, he talks about him wanting that character to become as big as Mickey Mouse. And they are not like natural allies. Like uh, Nintendo has very clearly chosen Universal yes. to create their theme park lands, to create the Mario animated movie that is coming out. So while they feel in some ways like natural fits, they are also like like competitors in a sense. And I so it felt weird like mashing these companies yeah, up. Yeah, I mean, it, it does feel, uh, to borrow your uh, phraseology, unholy to, to do this. And I do think that uh, I do think there is that that commonality also makes it kind of easy to like, well, it does feel unnatural. You're like, yes, these do. F- I felt like Dr. Frankenstein where <laughs> yes. you're just like, yeah, this this shoulder goes right into, uh, you know, this arm, like just right here. Just click. It just clicks right in. It's so easy. <laughs> And, you know, will the creation ultimately come to life and destroy me and uh, leave me stranded in the Arctic? Yes, probably. But it might be worth it because some of these games would be really cool some, look, if they existed. And, and I mean, that that's the other thing, too, about Disney is that, like, their properties at this point are so wide and so vast. And I don't know how wide you went with, like, the I was just like, the if, mandate. It, if they own it, so, like, Fox, yeah. you know, anything that came with the Fox acquisition yeah. is involved. Great. Um, me too. <laughs> Anything uh, that's yeah. well, from like the Lucasfilm acquisition involved. Yep. And from Marvel involved. Uh, even though obviously they've already done uh, partnerships for Marvel games and EA currently has the uh, the Star Wars license. Um, I, I used one from, I admit, have a game for each of those properties. I'm actually realizing now I did not include any Muppets games on here, but that would have been a possibility. Uh, oh, absolutely. The Muppets totally would have been. And I, I know I was thinking about it, but I guess it looks like I, I didn't it actually did not make it. your list. Didn't actually make my list. Um, so, uh, how how would you like to start this? Would you like to, or should I? I have seven games. Yeah, why don't you go ahead and go first? Okay, great. Um, so the the first game on my list, I think I'm gonna pull out my biggest gun first. Um, because this is one that I have been kind of quietly wanting for years, and then uh, only in the last couple months has it become something that makes perfect sense. For a video game, I want to see X-Men Tactics. Ooh. So this is a Fire Emblem-esque game. Of course, Intelligent Systems is going to make it. Um, and it will play like Fire Emblem in that all the characters have what is technically permadeath. But now, given the new rules of the X-Men as laid forth by Jonathan Hickman, the X-Men are effectively immortal. So if they die at it during a combat mission, they are resurrected by the beginning of the next one. The only downside to uh you know a character dying would be then that they don't like gain experience um so the the this is something that has happened in, in x-men comics like uh over the summer um that they have this sort of like engine of immortality uh that there are um five mutants that work together to sort of make 
um, psychological copies of the X-Men every month and then like upload those consciousnesses into uh, eggs that uh, from which new X-Men bodies hatch so that when an X-Men dies, they have a fresh new copy that has the consciousness of the X-Men that died, you know, just a, 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 a from like a week earlier or whatever. Um, so that's it. Like you uh, pit the X-Men against uh, the humans, you pit them against the Avengers, you pit them against the machines, of course. Um, and just like, you know, you the X-Men have such a, uh, they get so crazy with their stories. They go, they go in outer space. They do time travel. They go into alternate, like it would be like the best, most fun kind of like crazy fire emblem story. Um, and then on top of that, you would have all of these characters that are so like specialized and unique that like, um, you know, you would have total freedom to control your lineup and say like, no, 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 no. Like this one, I'm going to, I'm going to need to have a Wolverine and a Sabretooth and Juggernaut, like all in my lineup here, like just bruisers in this one or like, no, this one will be more range. So like you pick Cyclops and uh storm and all of that. It just, it seems like the possibilities are limitless yeah i completely agree i love the idea because especially uh i mean i guess historically even the x-men comics the some of the arcs are very like operatic and i feel Mm -hmm. like that sort of storytelling fits so well with um like fire emblem yes like that kind of sensibility what i would love to see um is you still using the like anime art style? Oh yeah, of Fire Emblem, but like taking those characters and like they would still be themselves. You're not trying to like transmorgify them or anything, right? But uh, just like done in the art style of that like classic anime look that Fire Emblem has going for it, right? And then the sort of like extra bonus thing is that like oh we see that they know how to do a school. Right, like right, we, we've seen Garrick Mock. We just make that uh, Garrick Mock school for uh, gifted youngsters, well, and having like the very clear factions, yes, that like feel so organic to X Men would translate so well. Yeah, uh, absolutely. There was also a little bit where I was like, this could be like an X Men versus Inhumans thing, mm-hmm. um, but the X Men like side of that equation is just so much more compelling than the Inhuman side of it. There are Inhuman characters that I like but no inhuman character that I like as much as, uh, you know, my top 20 X-Men. So, right. So, like, let's just make an X-Men. Well, okay. I am going to piggyback off of that because I actually have Please two, two asks for intelligence systems. So, Mark, so do I. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll start with the, uh, the first one that I'm very excited about. Yes. And this is, I would love to see intelligence systems make a Star Wars Skywalker saga RPG oh. in the style of Fire Emblem. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, a lot of Fire Emblem games, or maybe I'm thinking specifically about like uh, Awakening or Fates, maybe also has a similar mechanic. Has like this idea of like generations. I love this. Like, generational this is, this change. Is awesome. Yes. And uh, you know, looking at the Skywalker Saga as a whole now is very much about like who is whose kids and what does that legacy mean and how does right. like that affect it. And I think it would be fun to play in that. Also, like, the factions are very strong. Um, you have, like, although cut very clearly into, like, good and evil. Yes. But I feel like Disney, or really, like, um, Star Wars in general, outside of the movie, has fun with that, right? Like, uh, you go to the theme parks because you want to meet 
Darth Vader. You want to meet Kylo Ren and you want to like yes. experience those parts of it where you can kind of like have fun with the fascism, you know? <laughs> and I think you can, uh, these would not be like beholden to canon, cause, but I think it would be fun to like play in that universe, right? And like yeah. what happens if Rey goes to the dark side fully and like follow that story th- through and like what if Ben's uh 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 Skywalker, right? Like what if Kylo Ren's story Solo. Ben, ben Solo, Solo right. right? What if like his path becomes different and like how does that play out? Um but again I wanted like in that like anime style with like the anime cutscenes. Yeah, that's cool. But just like existing in the Star Wars world, kind of having fun with the story of the Skywalker saga from the prequels all the way to the end, just, like, seems like something that'd be, like, really fun to dig into. Um, there's also, uh, like, so the, both with, like, the, the Skywalker-level characters, um, but also, like, something that we're seeing in the comics right now, um, the, the new um, Star Wars uh, comic series that Charles Soule is writing. And is it Jesus Saez uh, that's drawing it? I forget who's drawing remember. it. Um, but uh, it's got, uh, got Poe Dameron's parents in it. Um, who uh, have previously featured in the um, the uh, Road to uh, F- uh, Force Awakens, Shattered Empire was the name of that series, um, and so like the implication that uh, Poe Dameron's parents were uh, in the Rebel Alliance and like fought against the Empire, you know, back during the original trilogy, and so Poe, like the idea of lineage is like so interesting and important that like you could start in the uh, age of the Republic. <clears throat> excuse me, Age of the Republic, and be playing as characters that are, you know, fighting against the Separatists, and then, based on who you have teamed up together, like, their kids could be then fighting in the oh, army cool. of, of, yeah. of the Rebellion, and then those, their kids could fight in the army of the Resistance, um, like, through these different eras of Star Wars, I think would be super cool. That would be really cool. I just want to play these games. <laughs> um, should we now, since should we just stay on intelligence systems and do our second intelligence systems games? I think so. Okay. Are they both Paper Mario knockoffs? They are. Okay, great. Uh, what's yours? What's- okay. So mine is that I would love to see them do something Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, that's so good. So uh, I know Nightmare Before Christmas has been featured in kingdom hearts and we've seen like halloween town and you go to like christmas town a Mm -hmm. little bit but of course but in the nightmare before christmas when he wanders into the woods and you know sees the trees with different doorways two different lands you know we see one for like valentine's day one for easter presumably one for thanksgiving one for thanksgiving turkey door and it's just like yeah like totally show me all those different worlds and have it be kind of like with the paper mario humor and style, um, for whatever reason, I feel like it would, like, The Nightmare Before Christmas, the movie, is, you know, like, it's funny, and it does have, like, a tongue-in-cheek style, but not to the extreme that Paper Mario does, but I think you could sell me on it, right? Because, like, if they're not necessarily in the Paper Mario style, but there is something, you know, that's almost, like, if you make them little, like, you age them down or like a little more chibi or something like that, you can get away with a lot more. Let me ask you this. What if it is not that you're not controlling Jack, 
but you are controlling Oogie Boogie's kids. Oh. And they're like looting all of the um, holiday worlds. Yeah. Um, that, because they're mischievous. They just go in and like wreck up the place. Uh huh. Um, and like they're, they do have a sense of humor that, you know, is kind of based around like stoogeisms almost. Right. right? Yeah. Um, that like that could be a really fun dynamic. And then you've got like your whole party built right there. Um, those three characters, and they could have different uh, like attack abilities and strengths and weaknesses and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, like that, I think that's that's a fun quick workaround for that. Um, my Paper Mario ripoff, <laughs> also intelligent systems. This is just Paper Mickey. That's uh, a good one. I just, I'm just right right down the barrel here. Yeah. Um, and, and I'd want to use the um the style of the. Uh, like modern Mickey shorts from just a couple of years ago mm-hmm. um, that are up on Disney Plus. Um, and, you know, the the main characters are the trio of Goofy, Donald, and, and Mickey, probably Minnie as well. Um, and it would just be like the sort of like short episodic things, just like the the shorts that are on, um, on Disney Plus, um, so that it would, you know, kind of without uh, without warning or explanation, uh, shift into a new... Uh, uh, like a new atmosphere right like the, the, these 20 minutes of the game are like a, a, a funny like horror thing these 20 minutes are like um you know a mickey in a french film um but all using that kind of like turn-based combat um where like there's a you know tiny little micro game so that you can deal more damage or whatever um really low numbers and just keeping it all very paper mario-y um but with mickey instead yeah i feel like it's such the perfect pairing because you have like those main five characters, and they all can have such different like abilities. Yeah, and they already have like such just different personalities that it would be fun to have them play off each other, especially in because the um uh, the new Mickey shorts that you're talking about, like they are kind of like they are very modern in their sensibility, totally, and in their humor. And yeah, uh, the humor is like very quick and like referential to stuff and smart, too. right? And, like, it really kind of stretches the bounds of, like, because Mickey's a very safe character. Yes. And it, like, kind of really stretches the bounds of what those characters, like, can do and how they emote and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so I think that would be fun to play with in, like, a Paper Mario, like, heightened style. Yeah. Um, where they're giving more time to, like, interact with each other. Yeah. <clears throat> so I also have a pitch for the uh, Mickey and friend characters. Please. But mine is a little bit more traditional in that I would love to see Retro take it on for a Donkey Kong Country Whoa! like style platformer. And <laughs> now is is there a Mickey and Friends like game that you're modeling it off of? Well, okay, there is kind of in the sense that I would love them like it's well established on the show that I really like theme parks, um Disney and otherwise. But one of the NES games that I don't know if it it probably, you know, it wasn't like really good, but I have a lot of fun memories of playing it as a kid was the Adventures in the Magic Kingdom yeah. developed by Capcom. And so what I would love to see is a Mickey and Friends platformer developed by Retro that each like world is a different Disney, is like based on a different Disney theme park, right? Sure. So you have your like Castle Park, like Magic Kingdom style level. So or ba- world, ba- based on, on like, different theme parks, so it's not like Tomorrowland. Right, right. And okay, then within great. like that world, you could have different lands got that it, are based it, on like the different attractions and stuff. But so yes, yeah, so you would have your Magic Kingdom style, like Castle Park, 
You could go to your Epcot style park. Really, that could be split into, you know, you have like Future World yeah. and um, World Showcase or whatever they're going to be calling it in the next couple of years. <laughs> you know, you have like your Animal Kingdom, yeah. your like Studios Park. You do California Adventure. Disney Seas from Tokyo, like all Pixar these, like, it's right? a, yeah, like all like these great. different yeah. like things that you're able to like elaborate on. Like I'd love to see like what a haunted mansion esque, you know, like platforming level looks like. And just like we were saying yeah. with Paper Mario, each of the different characters, like we've seen in Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze, could have their like strengths or different moves or whatever right. that you would want to like pair them up against. Uh, so I, ju- I just need a, a, a quick point of clarification. Yeah. Uh, the uh, Adventures in the Magic Kingdom was a side-scrolling So game. it was had side-scrolling levels. Okay. Um, because uh, there were also like areas like the uh, like Big Thunder Mountain one where it was more like uh, it wasn't side-scrolling. It was like you were on a train that was coming down screen. And you had to quickly, like, choose which of the paths on the track you were going to take. Sure. And some of them would end in, like, dead ends and all that kind of stuff. Right. But yours is a a lot more along the lines of, like, Donkey Kong Country. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Totally. Yes. Um, So I have a similar-ish kind of idea. Uh Uh-huh. Um, and this one, I'm. This is where I'm cheating a little bit. I am just saying Capcom needs to develop this game. I'm sorry. I know they're not a Nintendo developer, uh-huh. but they have a relationship <laughs> with the company. Um, I want to see Ducktales X. So this is a 16-bit. This is just like Mega Man to Mega Man X. It's Ducktales to Ducktales X. It's a new Ducktales game. Plays exactly like the old Ducktales games, except it's a 16-bit game. Um, and we can use like the art style of the uh, the modern Ducktales show, maybe even the voice acting and stuff. But I still want to see those 16-bit. Uh, like mm-hmm. I, I want to see. I want to see those pixels. I want to see those pixels. <laughs> um, and you know the same sort of uh, that you can approach the eight levels in whatever order you want. That you get an individual power up from going to each one. Um, basically, I just want a rehash of Ducktales one and Ducktales two, but now in 16-bit. Oh, that could be fun. And I just want to call it Ducktales X because <laughs> we already understand what that means. Okay. I uh, well, you cheated a little bit by yep. pulling Capcom in. Yes. And this isn't really a cheat, but it is maybe a left field entry. Um, I would love a Planet of the Apes game. Oh. In the style of Animal Crossing. The- Great. Because so okay, do you play as a human? You do. Okay, you play because right because like um in Animal Crossing, you are the whole only like humanoid villager, right? Who is in your town? And so, um, taking you know from the classic original film, I would love for you to play a Charlton Heston esque human who is new. To this planet of apes. Yes. And uh, you are just, you know, coexisting on this planet. You're cultivating it. So You're they, cultivating relationships. So they don't, like, uh, capture you and <laughs> no, are, are confused not about the anomaly. Okay, great. They're not. They, it's a peaceful game. It's a peaceful game. Great. Um, just uh, taking the idea. Right? And, like, uh, you can have different types of planets. The original sci-fi novel the Planet of the Apes was very advanced, mm. right? Yeah, or sure. maybe you're on one that's more like the movies where it is, you know, very rustic. 
and technology hasn't advanced that far yet. It can be for a, a, a with you've got a simpler life, right? And you're just gotta put your farm together. So this is also a little bit of a a Stardew Valley kind of game, yeah, for sure. You are you know like cultivating, yeah. You're planting flowers. You're um trying to build up that museum. I mean, heck, maybe we're even using the timber and Mark Wahlberg film from 2001. I mean, let's not, but okay. <laughs> Man, it is wild to think that Planet of the Apes is a Disney property now. Yeah, it is wild. Oh my. Oh, I mean, that's it. That's wild. <laughs> but I think it's time for a cuter Planet of the Apes. Yes. I like this too, because uh, Planet of the Apes, you know, obviously got, um, like you say, uh, the, there was the Tim Burton version. And then like the, the newer movies all, are all very like, they're very serious, right? Yeah, the especially the latter two. Yeah, uh, written directed by Matt Reeves. They're like good. They're good. Yeah, but they are. It's. I mean, it's still Planet of the Apes, right? You know, yes. I feel this way about Batman a little bit, where it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, let's do that, but also let's go back and just have a little fun with this. Yeah, because totally. it is Planet of the Apes after all. Well, and let's not forget that it can be fun, right? Right, like. Um, I, it, it, it is very funny to me that, uh, you know, we got that screen test of, uh, Robert Pattinson in the, in the Batman costume and it's like, whoa, it's like dark and like serious. And like the gun that killed his parents is part of the bat symbol. And it's like, oh, okay. But like, we've been doing edgy Batman for like 40 years. Well, I do think one of the things that where Batman has succeeded as like a franchise is that. Not in film necessarily, but it is able to have both, right? Like, it yeah. has, like, animated series and, like, Batman in different forms, like, coexist. But Planet of the Apes, especially in a lot of, like, modern audiences' minds, I'm sure, is, like, one very narrow thing. Yeah. And not and to it's get only all, like, ever, like, one thing at a time, too. Totally. Yeah. And so uh, I feel like Planet of the Apes, to make it more appealing to more people, right? Like, you can start doing other things with it, and Planet of the Apes can be multiple things. You can have these movies, but you can also have like a kids TV show yeah. going on at the same time. Like it can be all these different tones. Right. And I think a video game is a perfect like departure point where like you can just understand just like, you know, no one really has any cognitive dissonance about around the fact that like the Arkham uh, Arkham Asylum came out like around uh, the uh, Nolan movies. Like they're obviously in different universes and they like different things are possible in them, but there's no, like everyone's fine with it. Right. Um, which maybe speaks more to your point about like Batman can be multiple things at the same time. Um, but like just putting it in a different, uh, medium makes that like change in tone so much easier. Mm -hmm. Um, all right. You ready for my next one? Yeah. Uh, so this is also, uh, maybe going a little bit up. No, it's not. It's not. Uh, I'm going to take, the uh the like nintendo r&d one right uh i'm gonna take them off of whatever uh zelda wind waker uh sequel they were gonna make because let's just say they were gonna make one and they are going to make a pirates of the caribbean game fun i want the sea of hyrule to be populated by pirates uh and i want you to control a like player generated uh you know pr protagonist i do not look jack sparrow can be in there uh will and uh elizabeth and barbosa <laughs> and the other characters i'm impressed thank you by this recall they can all be out there in the world they can be npcs that you encounter and i think that's the best way yeah for, yeah i think that's great 
Well, because one of the things that bums me out about um, the Pirates of the Caribbean, just like a, as a franchise, is that like that first movie is fun, and then there are four like struggly, like tough movies that are too long and kind of boring. Um, and uh, the going on the ride at at Disneyland or at Disney World is so like fun, and it has this like spark of adventure, and you know that there is a world associated with it that is so much bigger than what you're experiencing on the ride, and so much bigger than what you're experiencing in the movies. And the movies are so tied to this one movie star who you know turned out to be a jerk, um, and like all of it is just so. Not only is it uh, like narrowed in on something that we don't really like that much, but it's also just narrowed in in a way that it needs to be expanded outward. You know, the the sea needs to be a bigger character than the pirate. Um, so like just taking that spirit of adventure from um, Wind Waker and from this uh, from an ocean that is maybe a little bit too big and a little bit too hard to navigate. Like I want to bring back some of the. Um, it takes you longer than you think it should to sail from one island to the next or, you know, like all, all that sort of stuff um, is just so attractive and fun to me. Uh, and I think would be a good place to like, you know, revitalize Pirates of the Caribbean as another. Uh, they, they, I, I feel like there's just so much potential left on the table with Pirates. And I know it's not, you know, when we're saying these games, it's not necessarily tied to like the art style or whatever of mm -hmm. those series. But I do think it would be so much fun to get a Pirates game kind of like in that Wind Waker style. And look, oh, it'd be I know Sea of Thieves on Xbox look, exists. We know that Sea of Thieves exists. And we also know that Disney Infinity had some like kind of cartoony Pirates of the Caribbean Pirates in it. That's all fine. What I want is very specific. <laughs> um, also, I just had a little note here. This could this could very easily be a Moana game as well. Mm -hmm. Um. Uh, I want it to be pirates, but it could very easily be Moana as well. Okay. Um, my next one is pulling from the Fox acquisition as well. And that is, uh, one, I can't believe, as far as I know, this has never existed. And if it has existed, it's never been good. I want a Simpsons cart racer. Oh. And I will tell you why. So there are, like, Simpsons games that I think people like, like Simpsons Hit and Run, which is more like a Grand Theft Auto type clone, I think. Um, uh, yeah, and there was also one that was like Crazy Taxi. Yeah, like Road Rash or yeah, something. Road Rage. Road Rage. Yeah. Uh, and then, so I think that's well regarded, you know, a few years ago around, actually probably like almost 20 years ago at this point, around the release of the Simpsons movie. Yeah. There was like an EA venture that they, like, it was like a platformer, like a 3D adventure game. Just called The Simpsons. The Simpsons, and they made a big deal about it being yeah. like written by the writers of the show and like having voice cast and all yeah, that kind of stuff. Right. But the thing is, I don't want any of that. Um, the, I feel like all that stuff is always disappointing. Like it's never, it just like the nature of video games. Like it's never that funny. It's never, you know, like that good. The story is never that good. The platforming is always like compromised, right? Like it's just not what I want, yeah. but I like the Simpsons a lot. And I think the world of Springfield is really fun. So it's like, yeah, just give me a kart racer. Like, I don't need an elaborate story. I don't need to know why they're racing. I don't right. need, you know, like, Mr. Burns bought some, like, TV station, and so he is forcing everybody in Springfield to race, and if they don't, they'll... You know, like, I don't need it. Right. I don't need any of that. Right. Just, I, did, did you play uh, Simpsons Tapped Out? 
on on mobile. N- that's the I didn't, but that's it's like a world building type game, right? Yeah. So it it also has an insane premise that at the beginning there's a meltdown at the nuclear power plant, and so it wipes Springfield up. Like the Springfield is nuked. It is gone, and so you are rebuilding it, um, and like repopulating it with the uh, citizens of Springfield, which is an insane thing. And, <laughs> and like the story is so big and so crazy that like you can't you can't like actively participate because it doesn't make any sense (laughs) right and like did i just don't i do not believe that people enjoyed the game more because it had that framing no absolutely not but what what uh tapped out did really well is that um when you placed you know the uh the quickie mart for the first time you got like a fun little like bit of writing with a poo um or or like um you know the the first time you lay down barney's bolorama there's like homer wants to go bowling and there's like some funny dialogue there um and you could do that kind of stuff so easily in a kart racer right and i i guess i feel like you know like with mario kart there's no explanation for no. why you know like there's no like canon they're not trying to like explain why all these characters from nintendo are racing and why like um you know squidling girls showed up right or or why mario is able to race against a baby (laughs) version of himself like no one seems to care right it does not matter and that's how i feel about the simpsons kart racer it's like yeah like the worlds could be so much fun you could be racing in so many like entertaining places like yeah like have us race through springfield elementary have us uh you know go to the the nuclear power plant Right, um, you know the uh, uh, oh, Isotope man. Stadium. Yeah, one where you jump over the Springfield Gorge. <laughs> yeah, too, you're going to Capitol, and the City. failure rate is so <laughs> high on it. Like all of that could be the world of The Simpsons. If you like The Simpsons, is so rich. Yeah. Um, let us go to like Krusty Studios. Yeah. You know, like um, just Krusty like, Lou Studios. But <laughs> yes. Yeah, like just like all those things could be so much fun, and I feel like we have Garfield Racer. We and have Hello Kitty Hello Cruisers. Hello Kitty Cruisers, of uh-huh. course. Um, the the I think the best thing about a Simpsons kart racer would be there. There's no end to the unlockable characters. A hundred percent. That you could ju- you could play the game forever and like every hour unlock a new a new racer. It would be amazing. It would be so much fun. Uh, that's a good one. Um, I'm going to introduce now the concept of my own uh racing game. Mm-hmm. Uh, for this, I am getting together the team at Sega that made F-Zero GX. Um, the name of the uh, like division is called uh, Amusement Vision. Um, and they're going to make a Tron light cycle um, racing game. Uh, which, first of all, why aren't there more Tron games? No, it's the only thing appealing about Tron is the aesthetic. Yeah. So, like, put that aesthetic in games. Yeah. <laughs> like, I do think the last one, the last big one that came out, like Tron 2.0, bef- like way before the rebooted movie, yeah. was supposed to be pretty good. I think it's but nobody ever played it. Right. Um yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yes, it, to your point, like the games are good. The games are the things that people like about right. this franchise. So like give me the high speed, like super high speed, like you know, kind of like twitchy arcade action of an F0 um, but just put them on uh, light bikes, and that's it. Like that is that is the end of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can use this opportunity to like really uh, blow out the mythology of of Tron, and like you basically have to make up all the characters um, and like all the bikes and all the circuits. But like the sky's the limit, and you've got this awesome aesthetic that drives the whole thing. Yeah. Um, the sort of like counter pitch for that, or like the 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 alternate um, skin to put on this. 
this could be a Space Mountain game. No problem. <laughs> it totally could be a Space Mountain game. It'd, it'd be amazing. <laughs> I um, mean, because, again, the fiction of Space Mountain is... Who knows? Who cares? Yeah, who right? cares? It doesn't yeah. need an elaborate backstory. No, you're, you're just like outside, and then all of a sudden you're like on a rocket in space. I guess. Yeah. Basically, I just want an excuse to make uh, an F Zero game. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Um. Here's my pitch for an Indiana Jones game. <laughs> <laughs> I want a Indiana Jones game in the style of Metroid. Okay. Um, what kind of Metroid? Well, so <laughs> my rim, of course. <laughs> my my initial thought was like, let's go back in time and have this be a just like Super Metroid. Yeah. So the same development team that created Super Metroid is also going to make this Indiana Jones exploration game. This is amazing. Um, but you know, keeping it in the modern era, if we wanted, like I think. Uh, especially uh, Return of Samus, Samus Returns. Samus Returns. Can yeah. never remember which one was the original the remake, on Game yeah. Boy and which one was the remake. The remake is Samus Returns. So, uh, yeah. So the most recent 3DS game, Metroid, uh, Samus Returns, is a little bit more like combat focused than some other Metroid games, especially the two like side-scrolling Metroid games. And I think that that's like an okay fit. For Indiana Jones, for it to be have a little bit heavier combat and not yeah. just be so exploration based, and so uh, I think you could have Mercury Steam develop it in a very similar like Perfect. collaboration as yeah. they did with uh, Samus Returns, and still have it be really cool. I also think it would be cool if um, there were like individual areas that you like traveled to by plane. Right, so that like there would just be like different. You'd be able to see like the map, the map thing, yeah. yeah. Um, and then and you know you would obviously like revisit those after you got like whatever upgrades to like traverse through them better. Um, but to sort of like chunk those up into like, uh, like open world sections that are discrete from each other. Yeah. Yes, that would be so much fun. Um, that's great. Do you have a uh, an idea of um like what era of Indiana Jones is it like? Uh, his early adventures, or is it like somewhere during the original trilogy? I think you'd want to do like Fate of Atlantis style, where okay. it's like it is just like the Indiana Jones you remember from the original trilogy. Just like it, I, I actually don't know when exactly Fate of Atlantis happens. I would assume that it takes place after Raiders, but before Last. That Crusade. it is like a oh really? That it's like a midquel? Yeah, like, an, an interquel. Yes, and it, it, yeah, it might. Yeah. But yeah, like I think like just like. Uh, put it sometime in there. Sure. Uh, yeah. Is like the Indiana Jones that I always like picture in my head. Yeah, that's that's really cool. I would that that'd be great. Um, and uh, would you want to do uh like other characters in there that are like talking to Indy, or is it just like a he's on a solo adventure by himself? Yeah, like I think you could do some of the elements of the more modern Metroid games, right, where there are like NPCs and that yeah. kind of stuff in the in between part. But I think for the when you're on a mission, I you're think you want yourself. it to be like pretty isolated. Yeah, I think that's cool. Um, all right, uh, it's time for me to pitch my Star Wars game. Um, I am getting a uh, platinum involved in here, and we are just doing a straight up character action game, uh, starring Kylo Ren. Baby. Oh, fun! This takes place between episodes eight and nine, and it is just Kylo Ren on the warpath. 
He's just going to all the planets we've seen in Star Wars before and just wrecking stuff. I mean, he is the supreme leader. He is the supreme leader. And, you know, uh, when he's like, I need to find this uh, Sith Wayfinder or whatever, they just got to, like, follow him around. And maybe, like, the Knights of Ren are there, too. Who cares? Um, But, like, I don't... This isn't isn't an exploration game. And this isn't... um, it, this is a uh, Kylo Ren minimum speaking role. I don't really want to see the members of the Resistance in this. I just want to see Kylo Ren wrecking stuff up and him getting like stronger and scarier as you go. And it's just a fun hack and slash character action platformer. That could be really fun. I just love like I uh, I know that this is not a new idea, but like we just have not seen enough video, like star Wars video games. Yes. Since EA became like the licensee. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, I didn't play the second battle front battlefield, whatever. Uh, I liked the first one. I haven't played the most recent respawn game, but Jedi you know, fall in order. Yeah. Like have heard good things. But what I really liked about older eras of star Wars games was that there were just like the breadth of titles available was amazing and you could you know like if you wanted a uh pod racing game great if you wanted like to like some like bounty hunter side story that's taking place during the clone wars great like there were just so many different options and i miss that i miss because you know like if you're not if you weren't interested in battlefront battlefield for like how six years or whatever that's like basically all you got yeah well and like This specifically is also uh, filling a hole in the sequel trilogy, like, support. There is no sequel trilogy game. Right. Right? There are, um, there's one uh, Lego game that's just Force Awakens, and then the Battlefront games have, like, characters and content from the sequel trilogy. And then there will be the Lego game that covers, like, the entire Skywalker saga. Yeah. But this, I want to just take this moment in Kylo Ren's life where he is at his like darkest and weirdest and most violent and least directed um, to just wreck stuff up. Like it is a period in, and obviously like Disney has been very like guarded about um, other mediums having access to those characters in this time period, which does make sense because like the story wasn't finished yet. Right. Yeah. But now that it is, and now that we know like where that ends and where his story ends, um, we can start to fill in those gaps. Man, that is such a good. I am. I am really hopeful that now that like episode nine has been released, then the next few years we will see begin to see a lot more of that like filler material. Yeah. That um, I feel like we really got around like the prequel trilogies. Oh, we got so much of it around the prequel trilogies, and then obviously like you know we're we were drowning in it in the, for the original trilogy and then it all got wiped out and now we're drowning in it again yeah um yeah i think the uh the the sequel tw- trilogy is so ripe for um development in in all these other ways um and like there are no video games about uh, there's no video game with kylo ren except for battlefront like it's so weird so i think we're on our last oh, one then hold on oh cr- yeah yeah sorry the the alternate pitch this game this character action uh game could very easily be a frozen game <laughs> where you're just elsa and you're just ripping stuff up in arendelle <laughs> and you're just discovering new uh frozen powers it could be super fun yeah it totally could. Do you remember the, what was it, like, Legend of Korra game that Platinum, <laughs> yeah, like, sure, <laughs> sure. developed? Like, that does, because, like, you know, like, Platinum's got to eat. Yeah. So they, they were a develop. they are a developer for hire for a long time. <laughs> and um, not every game that's come out of them has been amazing. 
No. And uh, that could totally be that Frozen game. Um, we would, of course, hope for the best. I mean, honestly, I would hope that they could do two. That they could do the Frozen game and they could do uh, uh, the Star Wars game. Um, okay, so my last one, I'm going to need your help with, Patrick. Because okay. I feel there is a huge gap in the market for a game, like a rhythm game, some sort of game. We're teaming is, up. We are teaming up. That is around like Disney's song library. Yes. Because it's, one, enormous. Yes. Two, the uh, basically like the modern American songbook mm-hmm. is um, like uh, music from Disney films. Yes. And this has not been explo- ex- like, uh, exploited. Yeah. yeah exploited. <laughs> In the way that, like, it's crying out to me. Yeah, as, for for games specifically. Um, yeah. So my uh, so that that's the the prompt. Uh, right. Yeah. Your... Like, I don't because like there's no right. Nintendo doesn't really do music or rhythm games. They... Except they do. Do right? they? This well, is so I'm, like yeah. Rhythm Heaven and Elite Beat Agents are both rhythm games that uh you know are very like specific and weird and quirky and then there's also like the uh Donkey Konga games yeah, um I guess that's so true. like it exists in some capacity and my pitch is a uh an enchanted tiki room game um that where is fun. where you know obviously you would just see the 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 birds and the flowers and the tiki totem poles whatever um and you it, they would obviously have to expand the song library beyond just the original enchanted tiki room um and then really would like the actual gameplay would just be the sort of like you know tap and uh, drag and like hit to the to the beat um of uh elite beat agents or rhythm heaven but i like i i wonder if there is if like the enchanted tiki room can be like a uh like a way to get into the rest of the disney songbook okay so what if it is we're about to go full nerd oh my okay? god i love it but what if the framing device for the game yes is that you are a walt you are an imagineer you're okay. a walt disney imagineer uh-huh. and you are programming oh. the animatronics at like these different attractions yeah and so the like uh so the rhythm aspect of it is you have to make like the birds talk in time to the music and like flap their wings and you're like messing with all these different controls. Yeah. Right. And your goal is to get like an S class show where all everything is synchronized like perfectly. And you got the lights going and you got like different options, like fog and stuff. Oh man. And you like earn, you know, hidden Mickey's to then like upgrade it with like smoke machine effects and like, (laughs) exactly. Yeah. And like you're programming like the fireworks show at the end of the night at Epcot. And again, you're trying to get that like S class show. Okay. Everything's perfectly synchronized. This is amazing. I kind of want these to be two separate games. Like I want the one game where, where you're doing that and where you are doing like the, uh, what is the name of the the Epcot Light Show? Uh, it used to be Illuminations. Yeah. Now it's Epcot Forever, and later this year it'll be Harmonious. Ooh. <laughs> so like that stuff. Another one where you're like programming the country bears for like their thing, and like another mode where you're uh, making sure like the presidents stand up at the right time in the Hall of Presidents. <laughs> it's like right. That would be the easiest. Yes. That would be like the the first <laughs> level, right? That'd be the intro. Yes, yes. Just making them stand up and make sure the spotlight hits them right. at the right time. So that that's that's a, like an animatronic Imagineer sim. Yeah, it's right? like Roller Coaster Tycoon <laughs> yes. for Uber nerds. I 
love this. Um, but I also really badly want this Enchanted Tiki Room like rhythm game thing um, that would have the same uh, the same kind of like party settings as modern. Uh, it was either Rock Band or Guitar Hero. One of them had the option to just like let the playlist go. Um, and like not really require any input from a player, but if someone saw what was happening and wanted to play, they could pick up a controller or a fake guitar mm-hmm. um, and just start playing, and then the highway would appear, and then you would you would be in it. Um, like it would be really neat if it just had all of the, as you say, Disney songbook, and you could just put it on at a party, and it would just kind of shuffle through Disney songs. And when someone was like, "Oh, cool, I want to play along with this," they could pick up a Joy-Con and play along. That would be amazing. I mean, really, it could just be a karaoke game. It could That's just be a karaoke big. game. <laughs> oh my god! If they, if Nintendo made a Disney karaoke game, that's it. That's game over, right? Yeah. And look, we never need to buy a different game again. If you've ever been to a karaoke bar, you know that like most of the time when there are Disney songs, they're like cover versions yes. where the pacing isn't right. Mm-hmm. People can't sing along. And you just want to sing Kiss the Girl from yes. Little Mermaid so everyone can sing along. Yeah. Disney, do us the favor. Make it a real thing. Uh, and Nintendo help as well. <laughs> uh, all right. These, these are our polls. I would love to hear our listeners' suggestions. Um, although I think we got them all. I think we got them all. How I many? Mean, I, really, I would love to hear if somebody has a picture yeah, me too. of the black hole the video game <laughs> and look i tried to wrap my head around a flight of the navigator game but i couldn't come up with one especially not as developed by nintendo and the shaggy dog we totally left that on the table uh, absolutely look there are so many properties that we didn't even touch uh so you should write into us and let us know what you came up with by writing into nintendo cartridge society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com all right mark let's close this out Okay, that is going to do it for this episode of the show. Um, remember, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. If you do, uh, take a little screenshot, email that to us, and let us know. And then you could get a copy of uh, my issue of Transformers signed uh, by me. Um, you can follow us on Twitter. On Twitter, I am at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MKE Mitchell, and the show is at Nincart Society. We also have a Facebook page, which is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is provided by Ape Betty. You can get more of his music by going to apeitbetty.com or by listening right now. From my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Eller saying thank you for listening. That's right, Nintendo Cartridge Society listeners, what is going down? Are you ready for a promo? Let's do yoga. Let's get fit. Hi, I'm Nick. And I'm Muriel. And we're the hosts of Hella in in Your your 30s. 30s. A podcast about a cool couple trying to do adult stuff. So each week we invite you to join us as we try to learn things we should probably already know, like how does a stock market work? Can we install that bidet? Why are all of our houseplants dying? This is a podcast for people of all ages, because remember... Age ain't nothing but a number. But being hella in your 30s is a state of mind. So tomorrow's a new day, let's order pizza. Campfire.